Welcome to episode 51 of the Reclaiming Man podcast. Michael Beckwith here this evening and with me through Marco Polo is Preston, the Southern Connect Gordomsky. We're on Reclaiming Body this week and reviewing the year to date in the context of Jordan Peterson's second rule found in his 12 rules for life and antidote to chaos. Just had finished his second book, which is called Beyond Chaos. It's 12 more rules for life. And he describes that throughout both of these books, walking the fine line between both order and chaos in our lives and how challenging that can be. But what are some of the key strategies or rules that we should live by in order to maintain that balance between order and chaos? And so tonight wanted to give a quick quote from his second rule, which is treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. And so he starts off this with a bit of data. It says, imagine that a hundred people are prescribed a drug. Consider what happens next. One third of them won't fill the prescription. Half of the remaining 67 will fill it, but won't take the medication correctly. They'll miss doses, but quit taking it early. They might not even take it at all, which leaves a very small fraction of the people who, when they are given help in a doctor setting or in a medical situation, there's only one out of six people who actually will take care of themselves the way that they're prescribed to do. He goes on to contrast that with taking care of others and how we are much more predisposed to ensure that our dogs or our children or our spouses are taking their medications versus us ourselves. And so just thinking about the past couple months as we've all battled through sickness in the family, sickness personally, and coming to the the realization that I think I I certainly fall into the, the broader percentage of folks who don't treat themselves as well or take care of themselves as well as I should. And I was more focused on maybe taking care of the family and feeling the pressures of being a provider and being strong and pushing through things and recognizing that there are constraints and limits. And that's what I wanted to talk a little bit about this week. And so curious to see Preston, how you might think about that second rule that he has, uh, treating yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. So I will kick it over to you and then can can chime in with some additional thoughts here. Um, But we'll keep this podcast relatively short and, and succinct. And look forward to this one with you, Preston. Hey, what's going on, Michael? Good morning, good afternoon, good night to whoever's listening to us abroad or wherever. I'm just on my way to a little quick Saturday overtime work shift for the old FedEx Corporation. Um, you know what? I've never heard of, I've never heard that quote before, Michael. What was it? Take care of yourself as if you were taking care someone else i might not have that exactly the way you read it but it's so simple yet when you read it i was like yeah that's so true when we like you mentioned with our children like we make sure they are eating correctly that doesn't mean we don't have a peanut butter cup once in a while or treats in that aspect when we when i make them breakfast it's like my son would like to have six pieces of French toast. 
he would eat them. But it's like, <clears throat> no, you get two. And if you're still hungry, that's what we have bacon and eggs for. And you got to eat that. They have to eat some of that anyways, because it's like, if you just have a bunch of sugary bread for breakfast, so you're going to go off the walls and be hungry in an hour. And so we look out for them or I look out for them in that regard. Yet I'm not always the best with myself. With I'm a very bad like sugar head. I think I've mentioned that on this podcast before. I think early on because Scott's wife Kelly had heard it. Made me like homemade kind of peanut butter alternatives with dates and dark chocolate. But <clears throat> it's like we know how to take care of other people so easily yet we will fall short of taking care of ourselves. And I think to just remind us, if you write that quote down, if you're listening to this episode, you know, write that quote on a sticky note and put it on your, I don't know, if you sit at a computer every day or maybe if you have a, a commute to work, <clears throat> I should take my own advice and actually fucking do that. Put it on your, you know, your dashboard in your car. So when you look at your speedometer, you see that quote and it's like, all right, today's going to be the day that I, I take care of myself much more because if you can't, if you don't take care of yourself, then you won't be able to take care of the others that you need to take care of. It's all simple stuff that we talk about on here that for one reason or the other, we struggle with on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to enact 100% all the time. And I think that's part of this journey for you guys listening is to understand that while you might be listening and thinking, like, oh man, these guys really have their shit together. Or maybe you're not. Maybe you're on episode 51 and it's fuck these guys still. <laughs> haven't got it figured out. We're just, we're going through life trying to help each other out, push each other forward, pull each other up. And these conversations are ones that we have with each other. And that's what's so fun about sharing them with y'all. So that being said, I know we had talked about you getting a pull-up bar, Michael, the other day, not on podcast, just on our own Marco Polo. And I had got a new one about a week ago because I've been, I don't know, maybe the last two, three weeks, I think. My wife has been working on getting really good at pull-ups. She can't do one yet, but like her progress is coming so like getting, she's killing it. It's so interesting the way, if you've never done a pull-up before, they're so much harder than you think if you haven't done one or don't have the strength to do one because especially a men versus women thing, like just the way we're designed differently, like our wingspan and our shoulders, like our sort of natural muscle growth. But by all means, let them compete against let us compete against women in sports. That's <clears throat> nothing unfair about that. <laughs> but she's been on this journey to do a pull-up. And so she's, I don't remember the guy who she's following, but she's doing these kind of certain exercises and then hanging on a pull-up bar and using resistance bands to help her do a pull-up. My point is that we have it set up in our hallway right now, the pull-up bar, where I used to have it in the garage and I would set it up if I felt like doing some but since it's always been there and it's always set up, I try and I've been trying to just do a few when I walk by it, whether it's one, whether it's two, I try to do five. And I was getting like really good at it and like 
I, I was able to do 10 in a row. And like the ones where like you, pardon me, where I'm trying to do the dead hang with no momentum with your legs, like swinging up where you're just pulling up. I'm, I'm motioning this stuff while I'm on an audio podcast. But, and so we got a new pull-up bar because that one we had was, I think, about 10 years old. So the foam on the grips, was, it was all gone. It was like gaff taped and just, we needed a new one. And this new one had a, has a much wider, because there's like the chin-up section, like the close-together handles for doing chin-ups, then the kind of wide for doing pull-ups. And this one has like almost an even wider section. And so I got on it, and right away it was harder. But since I'd been doing them, I had the, I guess, strength to just muscle through it. But I, like, pulled something in my shoulder while doing that a few times, and it's like, now I can't, I I tried to do some last night, and I can't pull myself up anymore because there's, I don't know if it's something torn or bruised or what in my shoulder a certain way, so i got to do something else. When we talked yesterday, you and I just, I think, together about the sometimes you take four steps forward but then it's like two steps back or a step back or, or five steps back and it's like you just have to know just don't give up keep going and i'll get back to that pull-up bar maybe i'll just do some hanging or i can still do push-ups so i'll just maybe double down on those but anyway when i'm thinking about that i really do like that pope like going in reverse order but when you're talking about pull-ups, I was laughing because as soon as I got up this morning, I was out in my garage and I was like, I'm going to do five pull-ups. And then I mentally made the commitment, but now I'm verbally making the commitment to you, Preston, and our listeners as well, to what I am now going to call the walk by five. So every time I walk by, I got to do five. Keep it simple. And I'm still planning on incorporating it into my workout more with bed hangs and just different variations on the pull-up. You can do, this is a, something that, that might help you, Preston. So you were talking about how your one shoulder was feeling more, a bit more sore by transitioning or transferring some of the weight to your biceps instead of your shoulders. What you can do is actually have reverse grip pull-ups. So one palm is facing toward you, the other is facing away from you. And the palm that's facing towards you is going to be more of a bicep activated pull up as long as you're keeping your hands closer together a little bit, maybe a little bit outside of shoulder width or shoulder width apart. That's one thing for you uh, to try, certainly Preston, and definitely in the same boat of wanting to use that as just a consistent part of the workout going forward to number one, get get my heart rate up, get more of a, an upper body approach to my shoulders in addition to the rucking. And I'm thinking between the core body weight exercises that I want to be doing, which include numerous different abdominal core muscle workouts like sit-ups and I guess the from a sit-up, so I do, I do sit-ups, I do leg raises, I do the crunches, I do what's called hello dollies, bicycle kicks, crazy Ivans, the Russian twist, whatever people are calling that. Those are the general core workouts I do with also the gosh what are they called planks escaped me for a a second glad i can edit that one out (laughs) and make me look like an idiot um for planks those are also great to do with the the rucksack on your back because it makes it dramatically harder but then push-ups squats pull-ups those are the types of of body weight workouts or with the rucksack that i'm going to be doing and keeping it really simple in that regard also have a kettlebell 
And that's going to be more of my lifting routine outside of running and rucking. Those are the things I'm going to be starting uh, to reinforce and formalize in more of a scheduled approach to my workout regimen. My wife has actually encouraged me to do it fewer times per week as far as like the the workout and not fully bought into that yet. So I will, <clears throat> however, alternate between what I'm doing to, to make it a little bit less intensity. But good on you for doing that. And I think it'll be something that we can, I, I know Scott has been working on pull-ups, so he'll be all in on that piece. When you mentioned the walk by five concept, you're like, I'm going to walk by my pull-up bar. I'm going to do five pull-ups. To all y'all listening, I, that, that's kind of what I've been doing with my pull-up bar too, which is, I think, what I was talking about as far as how I kind of got a lot better at them. But I've also been doing that for years at work where I have these timers on my watch throughout the day to where, because if you all don't know, I work at FedEx right now, and we have these service commitments throughout the day for packages, like 10.30 is one, 10.30 a.m., noon is another one. 3 p.m. used to be one, and 5 p.m. is this Dropbox time. So like at those four times throughout the day, I have an alarm on my phone, that, or my watch, or my phone, right now it's my watch, that goes off, and when it goes off, I just do 25 push-ups. Sometimes it's 10. Like I started doing it years ago where I would do, at the time I could only do five push-ups at a time. So it was five. And then by the end of the day, I've done 20 push-ups. There was a time last year, I think, where I was doing 50 every time. And I would do, so that was, wait, 10, 30, 12. How was I into six? Anyway, I was doing 50 at one point, where now I'm just doing 25. And it's just, by the end of the day, I've incorporated just some of that body weight exercise into a routine that just takes about 30 seconds every few hours. And it's super easy. You, you can do that with all kinds of stuff like that, like body squats, push-ups, I guess maybe just those two without having the pull-up bar, but that are really easy to just incorporate. And then by the end of the day, you've had some stuff done that's made you stronger and more resilient. So that's my little add to that idea you said about the walk by, do five. It's a great idea. So back to the, the quote and the comment about taking care of yourself, which I definitely think pull-ups are, are very applicable, but the Jordan Peterson quote and talking about uh, treating yourself like you are somebody you are responsible for helping. Great idea, Preston, with regards to putting it on a post-it note and putting it in your, or putting it in your phone on the background of your phone. One of the things that we have had Lucy doing lately is a diet journal, not that she needs to lose weight, but we're really trying to see what kind of nutrients and, and healthy food are you putting into your body and making sure that she's drinking enough water. The reason being she's had these migraines chronically over the past year, which is just a huge bummer, missed a bunch of school and things like that. But I, for a while, have been doing 100 ounces of water and I haven't been journaling and I've been using an app on my phone, just a reminder for the checkbox on that, which is great, but I haven't been doing the food journaling. So that was one of the things that I feel convicted by, or just a perfect example on saying, Hey, Lucy, you should do this, but then I'm not doing it with her. And I think in that case, it's just so much better to lead by example and do it together and, and get more reinforcement for the habit for yourself, more accountability for yourself and 
I knew that I need it. You know, I should be taking care of myself better as evidenced by me not being as healthy for the, the first six, seven weeks of the year. And Preston, to your comment about people think we've got it together, I, I'm pretty sure they realize it's the exact opposite. We recognize we don't have it all together and we're on the path of, of progress and, and on the path to mastery in many areas in our life, but certainly no work lulls. And yeah, so that led me to really integrity and just practicing the things that we're talking about on here. And one of the key tenets or the last tenet of the slight edge principles is to practice this with integrity, practice the slight edge, knowing that there's the incremental growth. And yes, there are some step backs and corrections and you have to, to build up some support in the terms of technical analysis before you can move up again and grow and, and reach new all-time highs. And the integrity piece here is with the journal, you're writing things down and you're keeping track of it. You're keeping yourself committed to other people, hopefully taking it to some sort of doctor or somebody who has more knowledge than you so they can help you analyze that data and say, okay, what are these patterns and what needs to change? What can we, what new patterns can we create? And, and so I think those are the things that really stand out to me about this quote. The, the last couple of things I'll say, so Ed Milet has a great podcast on this. I believe it's just called Put Yourself First. And it's one of those things where you, you say, it and you're like, oh, that sounds really selfish or that sounds really not egotistical, but narcissistic. Is that the word? I don't, yeah, just always being focused on yourself. It's, that's not exactly what we're saying here, but what we're saying and what Ed Milet is saying is put yourself first where required, especially in the case of your health and the case of being able to take care of people. He uses the situation in, in an airplane if for whatever reason, I pretty God, never in the situation if the plane is starting to go down and <laughs> the oxygen masks come out for whatever reason, you're supposed to put yours on first so that you can help others. And I think very similarly, if we're not taking care of ourselves and thinking about ourselves first, in many ways, we can't take care of people, period. And we won't have the strength or the energy to do so. And I really... Just want to call out that was a great podcast. Um, so it, for me, anyways, in closing, just want to express my gratitude for everyone who's listening. And um, we're, we're closing in on the year mark of by the time this one goes out, it will have been really close to one week away from a year that we put it out. And it feels great. Honestly, it feels good to have, have persisted and persevered and know that it's going to persist and persevere. And it's not something that I will discontinue. The gratitude that I have for you guys is, is hard to put into words, but I just also want to express it for the source of, of wisdom for this one, Jordan Peterson, and, and the books that he's written. If you haven't read 12 Rules of Rules for Life, wow. If you haven't read 12 Rules for Life, uh, An Antidote to Chaos by Jordan Peterson, pick it up. It's a great book. It's huge, but read one rule at a time. That's the, the guidance that I have because they're really dense reading, but man, every time I'm reading it, it's just so motivational and it's so self-evident when you read it. You're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is, is true. And he just has a good way of articulating it. I feel, although his sentences are much more complex and in some cases and, and challenging to read. So thankful for that. Of course, grateful for, for you, Preston and, and Scott and this podcast, the mastermind that we formed to to help us rise above our, ourselves and to tap into a greater level of energy that we have together. And yeah, so check out that stuff. Check out Ed Milet. 
check out 12 Rules for Life. And Preston, let me know if you, ha you have anything in closing here. Otherwise, I will cut that little snippet out and say thanks so much for joining us on episode 51 of Reclaiming Man. Hope you all have a great day, a great week, and remember to continue on 1% better. Great talking to you too, buddy. Love you. Love you, Scott. And we'll get Scott for episode episode 52, which is next, which will be our technical one-year anniversary. Take care, everybody.